Yo, BJ Gador with the Get Some Gains podcast, and today's episode is called How Boxing Changed My Mind and My Body, and it's more than just about boxing. I'm going to share a story about one of the biggest inspirations I have right now in terms of making content, also boxing. The guy I learned how to box from, Tony Jeffries, uh, you got to check out his social media channels, but particularly YouTube. He just hit his 1 million subscriber on YouTube he only had about 7,000 a couple years ago, and his rise has been remarkable. And there's so much that I have to unpack on my visit with him. I shot some content with him about three weeks ago in Woodland Hills. I was meaning to get this podcast to you sooner, but we had our two-week summer break, which I'm also going to touch on in terms of some recovery tips, what I did to, in my mind, have one of the best two-week recovery periods I've ever had. Um, so there's some lessons there I want to unpack. Before we get into the episode today... I want to talk about our sponsors, Athletic Greens, my go-to greens powder and supplement that I take every day, you know, 75 whole food ingredients, the equivalent of 8 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables in one serving, and it's the best tasting option on the market, whether you drink it alone with water or throw it into a shake or smoothie, you know, I recommend it heavily, and in the show notes, you can get a link that takes you to get five free travel packs if you're on the road traveling, and also a one-year supply of vitamin D, especially important if you don't live in a sunny place. The next one, sleeves sold separately, our men's athleisure line. We have so many cool things coming. Our leisure shirts with really cool patterns like uh, you know, the thigh of the tiger that actually is now into the shirts, a Hawaii pattern, uh, a really cool kind of nightclub that actually, uh, it's like a floral with, with kind of, I think it has glow-in-the-dark features, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we have a leopard print, and then we have some new six-inch lunge band longs coming as well. Uh, red, remember the Tunisian red that we sold out in in our original launch like s- several years ago? We're having that now in six inches, so uh, you know every inch matters. And this will also be great you know, to be able to wear out more. You know, The six-inch gives you a little more flexibility going out and not you know, feeling so maybe self-conscious with the four-inchers, which are more you know, social media, uh, you know, special occasions, you know, uh, hedonism. If you're going to hedonism, the four-inches, I'd recommend you're going to you know, uh, your son or daughter's <laughs> game. Uh, you know, I, I recommend the six-inchers, right? So we have those coming out. And, uh, and also a really cool new color I just posted on Instagram today. I'm not sure what we're calling it yet, but it's got a mix of blue, purple, and uh, pink, and uh, more kind of floral patterning as well. So uh, really cool stuff is on its way, uh, and some of those pre-sales that you guys uh, supported, thanks again for that. Those should be also shipping out soon. And go to sleepsoldseparately.com. There's also a link in the show notes if you've never ordered with us before to get X amount off on your first order. And final order of business, uh, our new sponsor, Blue Blocker. These aren't just your grandfather's or grandmother's blue blockers. These are, you know, you see me wear them in all my videos. They're uh, aviators and they block blue light, which is really good for preventing squinting, uh, wrinkling of the eyes, headaches from all the squinting. It also gives you sharper vision. I, I find it calms me and gives me focus. 
and it's very stylish and very durable and affordable. These are like in, in the $40 range compared to other aviators which are over $100. And again, I wear them in the water. I wear them when I train. I wear them when I film. They just have a much higher durability than the other ones. Uh, with, For example, a, a Ray-Ban glasses. I, love, I do love the Ray-Ban style, but I'm always messing up the bridge of the nose and it tends to fall off on me when I bend over. I can't really use it uh, functionally. So uh, I have a link in the show notes so you can check out Blue Blocker sunglasses. I think you'll love them. Awesome retro vibes and uh, they hold up performance-wise too. I actually have a special project coming up with them and Q4 as well. But in the meantime, you can check out all the styles that I wear at the link in the show notes. So let's get into today's episode. You know, I, I've i talked a lot about how boxing has impacted my life. I've been a, I grew up a boxing fan, used to watch all the pay-per-view fights. My dad was a you know, early in his uh, career was a cable guy. So we used to get free Time Warner cable and we used to actually be able to watch all those pay-per-view fights for free by flipping the switch on the back of the box. But, um, you know, I grew up a big Muhammad Ali fan, uh, Mike Tyson fan, and uh, kind of, in my mind, I think I I grew up during the golden age of the heavyweight division. And in the 80s in particular, a lot of good middleweight fights. But anyway, I never learned how to box. And uh, I mentioned before that I got like, ridiculed for like sharing some boxing stuff or hitting a heavy bag without the proper form and technique in the past, uh, maybe like the last year I was with Men's Health. And part of what I wanted to do is I wanted to, you know, I took it as a challenge, like, oh, they're they're clowning me. Let me see what I can do. And I want to learn how to do this. And, uh, you know, it was something that I I thought could really help our members because again, it's equipment-free cardio, equipment-free fat loss. It's fun. It's dynamic. It's skill-based. There's so many benefits to it. I've talked about this before, but I just want to reiterate it because what I've been noticing in the comments section of dailybj.com, so many of you have said, like, I'm really starting to love boxing. You know, you've gotten through that really challenging, painful, awkward initial learning curve. And as you get more skill and you gain more confidence, you start to enjoy it more. This is, by the way, this is anything you do, anything you try to take on as a challenge, any new skill you want to build upon, man, you have to be willing to suck at it before you can get mediocre at it, before you can get good at it, before you can get great at it, before you can become a master at it. And mastery, again, is still a lifelong journey. But I'm really excited about that because initially when I started sharing it, I've touched on this before, people uh, unsubscribed or they canceled their membership because they were so against boxing. And you know now we have people that have bought in and uh, are having a lot of fun with it. And, and that's really exciting for me because you know it's been a way to mix up our programming and, uh, you know, I I can constantly get you guys new stuff that isn't just resistance training. You know, it isn't just running in place or skater jumps. You know, there's some really cool stuff you can do, whether it be five punch combinations, uh, punching with footwork. Uh, eventually a lot of you are getting heavy bags to add that into the mix. Anybody who does that, by the way, raves about how much more fun it is, especially from a stress relief standpoint, you get resistance for your punches. It has, it provides a little muscle building stimulus. But anyway, uh, I, I learned uh, how to box from Tony. I wanted to commit to it. So I went to him for about, you know, once a week for about a year. And the first time I went, man, like I went in typical, like, you know, quote unquote, big, strong guy trying to, you know, prove his, his worth and, and, and go all ego with it and go power punches. And in the first 10 minutes of the session, I was done, done. I mean, my breath was gone and I had 50 minutes left and I barely made it through the session. I remember very distinctly having uh, lunch right afterwards in Santa Monica with my wife, and uh, I couldn't even talk. And it took me about three to five days to recover uh, from that session. I was just so wasted because I, I 
I mean, it exposed me in every way. I didn't know how to breathe. I couldn't breathe at all for my nose. And being exclusively a mouth breather and then holding my breath while punching to try to power through things. I mean, again, like that, that was like eye-opening. I thought I was fit and I, and, and I didn't know how to breathe. So how is that possible? My rhythm and coordination was awful. You know, like uh, I don't have a background in dance. I don't come from a culture. Um, I didn't have that kind of culture in my house where there was any sort of dance or expression of movement outside of, you know, what I learned in, in uh, you know, strength training and sport. So, you know, I'm kind of like a baby deer. Like many of you have said that analogy. I'm, I feel like a baby deer out here. And, you know, that's fine. You got to start somewhere. And rhythm and coordination is arguably one of the most important things you can train in the gym, in your training program, because, I mean, that, that's what makes you athletic. That's what makes you, you know, not a robot. And it's not sexy, right? You can't really, uh, you, you can show it off with the skills you gain, but, you know, people tend to be more focused on the look, you know, whether you're losing fat or burning, uh, building muscle. And rhythm and coordination is something that really tends to get bad as you age. So, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't have it, it can be tough to get, but it's worth pursuing because it's only going to get worse, right? No, you're not going to just retain your current level of rhythm coordination as you get older. You'll lose it, so you got to train it. And then with that in mind, like my conditioning just wasn't what I wanted it to be. You know, I, 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 I was kind of in a, in a way where I had to be like a hero every workout because I didn't know how to breathe through any exercises. I just kind of, it was an afterthought. And I just kind of muscled through it. I kind of went balls to the wall and every workout, like I could barely get through. And, and we're now, because I, I can do many exercises breathing exclusively through my nose. And I have a breathing strategy for almost every exercise that I do. And I let my breath power me through the workout. And I let my breath dictate my training pace versus my pace first, and then my breath try to figure out how to compensate that pace. That, that, that was ass backwards. My conditioning wasn't where I wanted it to be. And, and, you know, I also, I was just too stiff, way too stiff, and I had too much bulk on my body. You know, that's, a lot of people will say, uh, initially there was this myth that, you know, weight training makes you too bulky, it can make you bad at sport. And then they said, no, it actually makes you stronger, more resilient. You can excel at your sports as long as you still play the sport and, the, and work the skills. But there is some truth to the fact that if you're, if you're like training like a bodybuilder and you're adding, you know, there's two types of mass. There's functional hypertrophy for your muscle gain. There's non-functional, meaning non-functional, it doesn't really help your sport, but it's it just, it's exercise you can put on. It tends to be uh, oftentimes some uh, extra slow twitch fibers you can put on and it, it, in that case, it can slow you down, especially if it, you know, you consider uh, sports with a very high cardiovascular component, the more muscle you have, the more oxygen demand. We've seen this with some fighters that they get too bulky and they gas out in the ring. And then you can also lose mobility. You know, not just the stiffness. I had trouble extending my punches, turning my hips. Um, you know, I was doing more arm punching and it, it was sloppy. I just had no, I had no smooth movement. And that's part of why I've taken a lot of my movements into the water because the fluid medium produces more fluid movement. And I'm not just saying that because I, you know, to, to give you guys something new to do, it really makes a difference. But I had too much bulk. I was too massive and it was kind of slowing me down. And, you know, it's also just, as I mentioned before in past podcasts, as I start to look into my, you know, this is my 40th year on this planet 
And as I look into the decades ahead, you know, that extra mass that isn't usable is just going to slow me down, add wear and tear to my system. It's not going to be uh, conducive to me being my best inside and outside of the gym. So, you know, I had to look at all of that and I'm like, well, I, I the thing is, I enjoy, I, as, as hard as it was, I enjoyed it. It was just something that, you know, again, I had, I'd been doing so much resistance training and right now, like if I'm being honest, that's my least favorite stuff to do. I like to do the sled. I like to box. I like to get in the water. You know, um, I like to do some ball handling drills with the basketball. Like I just, I've done so much resistance training that it, it really like, I don't want to say I don't like it, but especially when I'm really stressed and I don't have the mental focus I need to do well, because you need focus to, to do proper resistance training, you know, but I can be more mindless with, uh, you know, the sled boxing and it's just, it's more fun for me now at this stage of life that might change, but I'm just being honest about it. I don't really enjoy resistance training uh, that much right now. It's, it's just not something I look forward to. I'll, I'll, I do as much of it as I can. Um, but you know, I, I've also built a pretty good base of it over the years too. So, you know, that's part of the benefit of, you know, logging all these hours or reps on certain things. You don't need to do as much of them, uh, later on when you have a good base in place. Um, and, and now, you know, those other areas that I'm, I'm starting to work on, like, right, the breathing, the, uh, stuff in the water, you know, eventually I want to maybe work into some swimming, Right now, I just do more like dry land exercises in the water at like waist and shoulder heights. Uh, you know, at the gait training, the walk run program we're doing. So you can only do so much at once. And so I'm kind of putting that stuff on the back burner, um, letting my body kind of fall where it, where it will. And then if I choose to build up again from there, great. If I just want to stay where I'm at, great. You know, it just, it, it's about an overall general approach to fitness, you know, that I think is, is going to help you the most. So that that was really interesting, uh, you know, and and I look at it now, and I I, I as I've, I've started to share now videos from from the past, or like I have now a pretty big archive of videos from, you know, starting uh, four years ago or, or longer that I reshare, and I see I, I, my body is different, my my movements are different. I, I'm not as big or massive, but um, you know, I, I recently shared a video which you should check out on YouTube. It's called the Top Nine Upper Body Cardio Exercises. Uh, in parentheses for leg injuries, and I made it four years ago, but it recently got picked up again, and it's got like great reviews in, in the comment section. I rewatched it; still rock solid content. And by the way, you got you got to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to be putting a lot of effort into that, and I'm going to approach it as complimentary content to the DailyBJ.com. And uh, I really want to build it up. I, I need your support, so please subscribe. Uh, YouTube.com/slash/BJGador. It's the best place to access my content outside of. Uh, the Daily BJ, and again, it's very searchable and archived, but uh, everything looked good except my boxing form, which I said in the video, I don't know how to box, but boxing is a great option if you have um, sometimes foot leg injuries, but I looked at it, I'm like, wow, I've made so much progress. You can check out the video and see how I was punching, and and, and the way I can punch, now, I actually teach it now, um, I was able to go on camera and be competent next to an Olympic level boxer when I filmed with Tony, uh, you know, these are the things you got to stop and take stock of and appreciate the journey of because you know even a couple of years ago I wouldn't have felt confident enough to go on camera with him and I don't know how the videos look yet we'll see how they come out but um you know it at least was way better than it would have been had I not committed to learning uh four years ago and, and I'm excited to keep building upon the skills I learned as well and I've mentioned before this is the best fat loss and conditioning workout you can do I, I believe in it it's full body it's uh you know, it, it can be taxing, but, you know, especially when you add the heavy bag into it, it can give you some uh, some resistance training. 
you know, um, it's just it, it's it's just so full body, and I, I hope you buy into it if you haven't already. And again, we we've incorporated it now into both our express program and a Gorilla Corn Gains programming monthly, and people are really enjoying it. So uh, I, I mentioned that. I also want to mention what how crazy it is. Uh, you know, also follow Tony Jeffries on YouTube. And what's crazy too is, you know, I used to go to the sessions with him. And, you know, he had not had that big of a social media presence at the time. And, you know, he would pick my brain about, because he knew I had worked at Men's Health. And at the time I was, you know, doing really well on social media before I, you know, I I had the mental health issues and I took six months off and lost like a decade of momentum I had built from posting, you know, nearly daily. And I would be giving him tips on, you know, headlines or what type of content to make. And he would ask me questions and I go to the shoot with him a couple weeks back and man, like the student had become the teacher and I, I, I like, I've lost my way. I just lost, I've lost my way. What can I say? This happens. I, I think if you're in, in, in any game or pursuit long enough, you're going to go through the ebbs and flows of it. And the, the, the big, the, the phrase that I, I guess would best describe the state I've been in in the last couple of years is they learned helplessness. And what that means in my mind is things don't go well. You start trying different things to try to reverse that. They don't go well. And then all of a sudden you don't know, you don't know anything. You don't know what works. You don't know what to do. You have no strategy. You have no plan. And you just keep throwing shit against the wall and hoping something sticks. But even if it does stick, it's, it's, it's poop, (laughs) right? It's not gonna, there's no, I've had no strategy. I, I, I've lost I lost sight of all the things I knew that that I used to focus on, you know, um, and it was it was really it was it was a couple things like it was it kind of was like a a bomb that went off for me like I was initially kind of depressed about it and it's like you know this guy has completely passed me by I used to give him tips and now like <laughs> now he's giving me tips but it was really a blessing because uh, as I filmed with him I got a master class on how to do well on YouTube. And YouTube was um, something that there are people at YouTube about four years ago that reached out to me and said, you know, they, they at that time, they were trying to get as many people that were doing well on Instagram to come to YouTube and make content. And they had said, you know, you're one of the most searched names in fitness because when I did videos for men's health, you know, people would search like BJ Godore workouts or BJ Godore men's health. And again, YouTube's all about search. And I committed to it. Um, I got some help from them in terms of how to get started. And they told me like, do the folk try to get watch time. Watch time is the most important thing. I committed to those follow along workouts. We invested thousands of dollars in making weekly follow along workouts. And after all that effort and money, uh, I ended up losing a hundred subscribers on the channel. And that was really, if I could identify one moment that really started putting me on, on a downward path with regards to my career side of things, it was that because I, I felt like I gave the best effort. I did what they said, and uh, and we ended up losing people. Not just like it did it cannibalize our membership, but um, I lost subscribers on the channel. I get it, it, I just I, it was mind blowing to me because I thought that would certainly build the channel and people that were watching it loved it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same things that you keep doing and expecting a different result, paraphrased, of course. And that's basically learned helplessness. I just, I I didn't know what to do. I I stopped doing those and I kind of just 
kind of made YouTube an afterthought. Um, but seeing how much success he's having on it now, I've been, and, and by the way, like you, you, when you, when people are successful at something, you just think, oh, it's luck or, you know, there may have been a scarcity of, of good boxing content on YouTube. So yeah, there, there might be some luck there and some timing there, but the reality is, I mean, Tony like studies all of this. He's a student of YouTube and I, I didn't really know how YouTube worked. I know it's about search, but I didn't put any time into that, you know, and, and if you're a trainer listening, by the way, this should resonate with you because, you know, whereas my approach with YouTube was like make a video and then post it. And typically the title and the thumbnail was an afterthought, you know, as I've been now committing heavily to the research of it, because again, I'm going to be on his channel. I, I've been trying to improve the look of my channel. I've been trying to just change everything about how I approach it. And I'm also trying to make completely changing my content flow where basically I start with, um, and by the way, I'm going to get to the recovery tips. It looks like I switched the order here, but I'm in it. I'll get to the recovery tips uh, next because there's some really good ones. So stay, stay tuned the rest of the way. There's some good lessons here too that we're kind of getting into. But really the key on that is the title and thumbnails where you start. So that's my new approach. I'm going to actually develop the title and I'm going to search it and test it with a variety of tools first. And I'm going to think about how people are searching for content. And I'm going to make a really attractive thumbnail that makes people click. And then I'll make the content. Versus the other way where you make the content and then you're so fatigued by the time the content's ready. The most important stuff, which is the marketing of the content, is an afterthought. And you half-ass it or you don't even do anything at all. And you know, he, he looked at my channel and he's like, you, you've got no hooks meaning I start videos and I don't really tell people what to expect. Like all the stuff that I, that I had known, but I just like forgot. Um, many of the videos had no thumbnails. It's like, why would someone ever subscribe? Why would someone stop when they're scrolling to click this video? And it, it's, it's painful. I can't tell you how painful it is. But, you know, as it often happens, um, the first 24 hours were, were gut-wrenching as I, I felt like I've lost all this time and effort because I will tell you this, if you're a creator... Maybe the two most important, well, there's three that I think are, if you're going to invest time as a creator, I think, I know, an email newsletter. You know, we still do most of the sales we do through email. It's old school, but, you know, it's the best way to get a direct link click to, to a website where you have someone to buy, something to offer uh, to sell. A podcast is basically an audio newsletter. And, you know, many of you... Um, I've got a lot of repeat listeners. They listen to every episode, you know, and you know, you're also getting extended content and communication with people in a way that, you know, most other outlets are 60 seconds or less. And, um, you know, it's, it's really good long form content that kind of fits into people's day. You know, they can commute, they can work out listening to it. They can do chores, you know, whatever, right. They, they can walk listening. And the third piece I would say is YouTube because YouTube those videos live forever. Like I'm telling you right now, I recently was able to, once you read a certain number of watch, watch time or hours, you can monetize the channel. I mean, you, there can be ads upon it. And now I'm starting to make money on videos I made four years ago. When I post to Instagram or TikTok, that content dies the next day. So my approach was so ass backwards to content. I would look at making the vertical or, or the, the, the short form content first and try to find a way to leverage it onto YouTube. And now... YouTube has shorts. Not sure if you know this. They have now, they're trying to compete with TikTok and Instagram Reels. They have their own version of, of 60 second or less vertical video called Shorts. And there's some people on YouTube that are just building YouTube channels exclusively through Shorts. 
it's easier content to make. And um, so what I'm gonna do now is make the short first and then I can use that to put on the other outlets because other outlets, they, they, they don't matter as much when you really look at it because uh, they're not gonna come up in Google search. And you, you, if, if you can monetize them, you can't do them in the way that you can on YouTube. And um, you can also make the long form content widescreen on YouTube. And, and you know, that's the stuff that can really, uh, you know, we're talking five or 10 minute videos that, that really get people to buy into it. You can really teach, you know, it, it's, I've challenged myself to become a leading fitness educator on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that that's, I, I put a post-it on my mirror in my bathroom and it says, you will become a leading fitness educator on YouTube. And I'm going to take on that challenge and uh, it's actually like I've made some changes and for the first time in a very long time, I've seen some upward arrows, like increased watch time, increased monetization, increased subscribers. Like I hadn't seen that in two years. So um, man, it's been tough, but I've, I stuck it out and now I'm finally being smart and listening to people that are doing better than me and that are offering uh, generous enough to offer advice. And I'm, I'm studying how to do it. I'm changing my approach. I'm watching what other people are doing well. I'm investing in software that can help me maximize titles, tags, keywords, thumbnails. Uh, you know, I, I'm in it now and I have a goal and I haven't had that in a while. So, uh, and I think it's going to really help build our business. I, I think it's going to help us find more people that might be interested in the dailybj.com. Um, I think it also, I don't know the future of uh, the dailybj.com. I, I want to keep it going, but you know, subscription businesses don't do as well as they used to. And uh, maybe this can be a, a, a way to help supplement that. Or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that if I can commit to making weekly short and long form videos on YouTube that help answer your questions and provide solutions that you're looking for, and they can live there in five or 10 years, um, you know, it could really help me. And, and part of what I'm looking at too, as I mentioned, I'm trying to write this new book and, and I'm just being honest that my writing muscles are weak. They're weak. I, I'm not as good of a writer as I used to be because I, I, I used to start with the writing and then we would make video off of the writing. And then with, with committing so much to the instant gratification of Instagram, the captions are short. People don't even look at the captions. You know, I've lost that ability. But now I'm going to write first and script everything out. I'll have uh, the images built first. And then I will use that script to make video content, to podcast about. So now, now I actually have for the first time a ongoing content strategy, but that is focusing first on the three most important hubs for us, which is email newsletter, um, podcast, and, and YouTube. And again, outside of obviously the most important thing I prioritize is our paid content at thedailybj.com. And I want you to know, as I'm sharing stuff there, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sharing like old content from 2018 and start there. Stuff you don't even look at anymore. But that is uh, good long-form content that will do well on YouTube. Um, you know, I, I look at this as complimentary to what you do. I have to do it as a, in a business standpoint. You know, I ask you to continue to support. We're doing the dailybj.com. You're still getting my best effort with current programming. But um, I hope you look at it as a way to supplement your knowledge. And again, I'm going to try to keep more education-based. I'll share workouts and stuff like that. But, you know... Um, I'm going to try to make it more education-based and, you know, uh, I don't want it to confuse you with the programming we have, you know, at thedailybj.com. So I, I just want to mention that I'm not undercutting uh, the value that you're getting there. Trust me, 
you're getting, you know, anything I'm sharing that was from the site, uh, I literally started at like October, 2018. So, um, and we're on, we're in 2022 and you guys get, you know, uh, you know, there's PDFs. Yes, but there's instructional videos. There's also bonus follow along workouts. If you're an express member and grow the corn gains, you guys get, um, some really complete programming, you know, like I cover everything. So just want to make sure you guys know that, uh, cause I need your support there too. All right. But I'm trying to build this out. I do appreciate your support on YouTube as well. And, uh, We'll see what happens in the next couple of years. I know this is going to take a long time. I'm trying to invest at least one hour a day into it, uh, not just posting, but learning. And um, we'll see how it goes. But um, Tony Jeffries is the inspiration. And uh, I'm grateful that, uh, you know, he's, he was, has been willing to kind of give me some advice and help me get out of this rut, this content creation rut that I've been in for a couple of years now. So, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, be sure to follow him too. You can see the content I make with him. I hope you like it. And, um, as well, if you have any, uh, requests for YouTube content, you know, just post, uh, in the comments section, uh, on a particular YouTube video or even, even in, uh, the dailybj.com and I consider, you know, what I can do to make for you guys. So wanted to touch on that first. Uh, it was just, uh, really opening, man. And, um, hopefully you have people in your life that you can bounce ideas off of. It can help you navigate these tough times where like, you know, like I said, this learned helplessness and people know what that is. You know what that is. You've had it before. We've all had it with, with our fitness, right? Like we don't know, we get in a rut, we don't know what to do and then we do nothing or we do the same thing we've been doing and kind of just spin our wheels. So um, I feel like this finally snapped me out of this, you know, this uh, holding pattern, right? And um, it happens to everyone. It happens to everyone. So, you know, wanted to share that with you. But, uh, you know, I've mentioned how boxing has changed my mind, my body, but also my mind. I, I think you know, these, these were areas that I felt like I could never really improve upon or were just going to be weaknesses. But as I've improved upon them, I feel like boxing has improved my resilience, you know, and, um, it's improved my self-confidence. It's important to know, be able to know you could defend yourself to the best of your ability. And, um, you know, my, my mental game has improved heavily through boxing as well. So, uh, not just the brain training side of it, like, you know, being able to throw a five punch combination, it requires, a lot of brain work and focus. So it's improved my focus, my mental stamina, my mental strength, my resilience. I can't recommend it highly enough. To the two-week recovery break. So we took uh, the first week, we uh, spent some time in Malibu, which I believe is paradise. It's one of my favorite spots in the world. We lived there for a couple years when we first moved to California from Pennsylvania after finishing the men's health situation. And Man, I just loved it there. I, 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 it's my one of my favorite places. Being on Pacific Coast Highway or PCH, right by the Pacific Ocean. Uh, my favorite beach is Zuma Beach. There's so many good eating spots there. You know the palm trees. Um, it just, it just the vibes are just the cool ocean breeze. It's some of the best driving you'll ever do. Some of the best walking. It was really restorative, and I didn't do anything except stretch. I, we did some beach walks in the sand and I just got reminded of just how awesome the sand is as a training tool. I think I'm actually going to invest in a, uh, a sand pit with, with a cover that has about six inches, di uh, six foot diameter so I can get my whole body in it. But I was doing a lot of like, uh, drills for my feet and ankles, like, you know, calf raises, shin raises, ankle rolls, uh, just walking in the beach. I got uh barefoot. I got such a good foot workout and you get such good, uh, 
muscle work uh, and it's lower impact and uh, you know walking forwards, walking backwards, great to lunge in the sand. Basically anything you do on land, you can do in the sand. And uh, you really get mobility and stability and strengthening benefits for uh, your entire uh, kinetic chain, particularly at the foot. And it all starts with the foot. And we did some bodyboarding in the ocean, even about 20 minutes in the ocean, like it, it, working against the current to get back out there is such a good like resistance workout. You get the compression, the anti-inflammation effects of the water. It's cold, um, which is really like uh, energizing and uh, helps with recovery. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of bodyboarding because you know, unlike it doesn't require as much skill as surfing, kids can do it, older people can do it, and uh, to me, it's one of the safer activities. I'm very Uncle Baby Biscuits is very risk averse, uh, but Naomi and I love my wife. We love to we love to bodyboard and c- catch those waves, and we we try to get in there um, as daily if we could. And then um, I did a lot of stretching in the sand, which is also amazing because it's comfortable, and then your body starts to the sand kind of conforms to your body. I was doing a lot of shin boxing, um, you know, a lot of, uh, you can call it yoga-based stretching or whatever, but just did a ton of stretching in the sand and uh, took some naps, really got some rest. And, uh, you know, I, I heard about a lot of these athletes in the past, like a lot of athletes when they finish, and I, I like to use basketball as an analogy because it's such a long season and it really takes its toll on your body. You know, with football, there's, uh, it's only one game a week. And it's obviously a lot more impactful than um, the contact sports. You know, they hurt more and stuff like that. But it's just a shorter season and not as many games. And uh, I hear all the time of these basketball players taking like, they don't do anything for like four to six weeks. Now that's a long time. I might go crazy, but uh, many of them don't even pick up a basketball or they, they don't really do anything. Or if they do, whatever they do is more like, you know, uh, rehab or whatever else. And so I went into this because the, the spring break we had, um, which was another two-week break, because again, we take quarterly two-week breaks for longevity. I actually, that's when I hurt my back and then I hurt both knees. Like it was one of those, like, it was just one of the stupidest breaks I ever had. And um, I was like, you know what? You're going to be smart during this break and you're really going to let yourself heal. And uh, I did. we did one hike at Point Magoo, which I highly recommend if you're ever in Malibu. Um, Point Magoo is a, a beautiful hike. Uh, it's so scenic. Uh, great cliffs, uh, paved path. You get to see the ocean uh, and all the mountains uh, anywhere you are. And, you know, that was just did about an hour, 30 minutes up and 30 minutes down. And uh, beyond that, man, I didn't do any much of anything else and uh, tried to do as much as I could on the beach and in the water. And I felt great. It was, I wish I could have been been there for more time. And, and by the way, I was able to meet up, shout out to Chris Warren, C-dubs. Uh, we're going to be doing another movie, movie time with C-dubs, coming up, uh, I think next week, soon, uh, on Thor, because the new Thor is coming out, and uh, there's four of them, so we'll do a little, another movie time with him, but I actually was able to do dinner with him and his wife, uh, Naomi joined us, a little couple's dinner at Taverna Tony, one of my favorite Greek restaurants, and uh, they have a beautiful uh, kind of mezzanine where you can sit, it has Mediterranean vibes, it's uh, it's kind of in the middle of Malibu, and uh, I think you'll you'll I love it. It's one of my favorite. I like to get the moussaka, which is like a Greek lasagna, and uh, you know some hummus with uh, made with olive oil, real hummus. It just it's just a great it's a great restaurant. I highly recommend. I also I'll give you a couple other restaurant 
restaurant recommendations because again, we know the best spots. Malibu seafood, man, some of the best. You can get, they have awesome grilled fish, but their fish fry, like each one of the fish sticks is like 40 grams of protein. Maybe I'll post it in my stories. I, I, I don't, I, I, I take photos uh, during my vacation, but I don't, I don't post anymore. At least right now, I just, I'm trying to, you know, again, I, I took a social media fast besides my YouTube studies um, during the two week break to just decompress from that. I turn off my phone. Um, so get away from texting and stuff like that as well, just to recover that piece, you know, um, cause it, it's all connected, but I also wanted to do a little bit of, of work and education so that, you know, I, I didn't completely turn it off. Cause when you completely turn it off, it's so hard to get back into it. Um, but anyway, Malibu seafood, you'll love, I love their, uh, they're both their Manhattan, which is red tomato based and, New England, uh, cream-based uh, chowders are excellent, but I love the Manhattan one in particular. Uh, man, their fish fries off the charts. Thick fish sticks, delicious. Uh, there's always a line there, but you want to go around like go around like two to three p.m. Uh, no later than four, and you can you can actually kind of beat beat the lines a bit. That's one of my favorite spots. Uh, obviously, uh, Malibu Farm. Uh, you, you're right by that ocean pier. Uh, it's expensive, but um, and it, but it is healthier food, and you get you just get like it's a special occasion type place. You get you get uh, ama- amazing Pacific Ocean views and a nice kind of uh, lounge area. So those are three great spots to check out if you're ever in Malibu. And again, the best beach is Zuma Beach. It's clean. The shoreline has no rocks, so you don't have to worry about you know messing up your feet. And, and there's always good waves at Zuma Beach. So just wanted to, you know share that because uh, I, I've spent a lot of time in Malibu, and we're going to try to go back a couple more times this summer. Um, because it's just, uh, to me, it's paradise, man. And it's a great way to cool down from the, the heat in the desert. But, uh, so we came back for week two and, um, Naomi and I wanted to kind of ease back into work, not go full scale yet because, um, try to get a recovery and everything else. But you know, when you have a business, it's tough to take two full weeks off. You got to get back to emails. You got to get back to posting, um, content that, you know, I, I did get some content ready for you guys. Um, for both our membership options uh, or products. And so uh, we did that, kind of worked up, kind of eased back into our workload. So now that we're ready to kind of hit it hard, um, starting uh, today, I guess, I'm kind of back. Sunday is kind of our Monday, so we can get ahead of things. Um, But, you know, I eased back into it. I've done a couple 20-minute sled workouts to kind of get that going a bit. Um, A lot of contrast therapy, going hot tub to pool, Shorter sessions. I actually did my first one-hour workout in over two weeks um, yesterday, uh, but I, I was in the pool um, to kind of ease back into that piece, right? So I'm just, I'm just really finally being smart about how to to stress my body and how to, you know, ramp back up. Because again, you know, I don't want to do nothing, right? Um, I wanted to do as little as possible that first week and the second week. I wanted to try to kind of work my way up to half volume, so to speak, or what do you go half speed, whatever you want to say. So that I am not going to be shocked when I start getting back to training um, tomorrow. But again, stuck with Eho every hour on the hour. I was doing some form of mobility work, um, and I was sticking with you know a five-two split diet-wise, meaning five days focused and two days flexible. And and that's kind of what I'm recommending for our Gorilla Corns as we shift from shred to gains, because uh, you know you don't have to change your diet during the week. You just give yourself one more extra day of flexibility without being crazy. And that can get you the caloric surplus you're looking for to, you know, uh, shift into more of a gains versus shred mode. But um, 
and I'm fine. I'm, I've been able to like stay lean and I feel good. And, uh, I just wanted to share those recovery tips because, uh, it makes a big difference, you know, just to, um, let things heal. And it's funny too. Like I don't have any elbow issues, but my right elbow was just, it was making like a, a click, you know, it's, I'm, I, it was the first time I've experienced this, um, like right before the break. And so I've really, uh, avo- I've done more straight arm stuff like hangs, uh, straight arm dip shrugs or, uh, straight arm plank pushups, like minimal bending of the elbow just to let that rest up and heal. And then I, I've done some like, you know, uh, flexion extension, elbow flexion extension, or curl tricep extensions in the water to kind of ease back into it. And, it, and it's feeling good. And it just, I, I don't know if it's age, uh, the, the training load or both. It's probably that combination, but you know, sometimes just, uh, joints act up for no particular reason and, and just giving that deep healing, um, has been great. So I, I wanted to recommend that too. Uh, lots of cool stuff will be coming. Uh, I'm really excited to have a, a great summer with you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, the new July content for express is pretty, pretty killer. I think you're enjoying, I know people are enjoying that so far and, uh, the gorilla corn gains content, you know, starts tomorrow at the time we're recording this episode. And, uh, it's the shift from shred to gains is going to be uh, a tough one. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, every, every quarter people drop off that are going quarter to quarter. So I just wanted to, again, emphasize how much I respect the diehard rare beasts that just stick with it all year round, man. Uh, you're special people. I hope you know that. I hope you, uh, take that with you to other things you do in life. So, uh, it's our, this is a little get back podcast. I'll get back to my regular flow. We took a couple week break, but I wanted to share some stuff with you there. And I hope, uh, you got some lessons there. And, uh, by the way, you can make podcast requests, you know, wherever you can find me, you can make a request. I will always consider it. And, uh, if I can make it work, um, be, sh- be sure to check out show notes for our sponsors and direct links to stuff we got going on. A five-star rating review is much appreciated. I got to get to some more work here now, but I wanted to jump in, just say hello. Hope you had a great recovery break and wanted to share some, some lessons I learned and some changes I'm making, uh, in the way I approach things. Um, and, uh, I hope, I hope it ultimately, uh, helps you. Love you guys. Peace. Athletic greens. Nobody's greens are more athletic. This is BJ Gador. Get my go-to greens powder with five free travel packs plus a one-year supply of vitamin D at athleticgreens.com slash BJ Gador. That's athleticgreens.com slash BJ Gador. You better drink your greens.